0: Cinderella cut it up one time Oh 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 hey ah oh come on That song about
1: Islam, Hotel, Shalom, I want to welcome everyone to another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio. I'm your host, Ramiel Ilbay. And today's topic, we are going to talk about, discuss, go into divine sex. And before we get into that subject, we want to do a little house cleaning with, you know, some reminders and announcements. Um, The study class has officially begun um, for the Thursday night class, uh, for the Order of the Grace Hill um, study class that takes place on Thursday night. You can also see it live via YouTube, or you can uh, be – Uh, Live in the flesh with the rest of us at 3100 Telegraph, uh, fourth floor in uh, Oakland, uh, California Territory. The class in Sacramento uh, is slightly delayed. There will be an announcement made as to when that will be picking back up. We're expecting it to probably pick back up sometime in February. It was scheduled to begin in January, but due to some other concerns, it's uh, been pushed back, and it will, be, um, it will restart more likely in February, barring any other uh, pushbacks or setbacks or anything like that. You also have the um, ability to be a part of the class by um, being a part of more books and so, if you want to join the class, um, and you need to have this done by the second Thursday of February, if you want to do the testing, um, you go to. Let me see. Actually, I'll have to bring back up the. See if I can bring it up here so I can give it to you. So I make sure I give it to you correctly. That is. Let's see here. It's books at activemores.com M O O R B O O K A C T I V E Moors M O O So M O O R S dot com. You need to register there, and then you will be sent an email. Uh, to be brought into the forum to be able to be a part of the uh, study class, and then the follow-up for the study class will take place on Tuesdays, and you will be notified of that and be able to participate in those, as well as be able to view, study, and download the literature that is a part of um, the curriculum. So some of the things that we will go over in the class, will be featured on more books. You will not find them on YouTube. I mean, excuse me, you will not find it on Facebook. Everything will be centralized and going through more books. Um, what we want to do under the direction of our Sister uh, Cherise Hill is, you know, start to demonstrate um, on a site, private, and for more specifically, so that the things that we're doing can be unencumbered. There is no... Um, you know, erasing of information, all of a sudden you can't post or say what you need to say, or more book at com. you have that ability. So we're encouraging all Moors to move over to that form and use it more actively uh, for a- an education source. Um, right now, as we know and as we see uh, through many of the outlets, you know, a lot of the things are censored, even on the radio show that I have every single week Um, my number my phone number both of them is um, not allowed to call in so I have to literally in order to conduct my show I have to do special things in order to connect um, that no one else on my network is having to do so in order for us to get past those things um, you know we have to be able to set up our own forms and more book at activemos dot com is one of those forms um, that is being set up for us to be able to dispense information so uh, also lastly want to um, thank everyone for their support their continued support uh, of more unity clothing um, if you haven't uh, purchased or viewed um, you can go to Uh, squareup.com forward slash store forward slash more dash unity dash clothing. And you can get uh, the clothing there. uh, And then we're working on getting some new things out. Hopefully you can hit the tail end of this winter or, Have um, some things pop back out for you. uh, Quite a few things pop back up for you for the spring and summer, and then the upcoming fall. So, within the uh, subject matter of sex, um, one of the things that we want to key on um, is is that everything in nature operates via sex. There is nothing. In nature, that does not operate via those two polarities. One of the laws of Tahuti is gender. And you would generally read those laws um, as the laws, the um, seven Hermetic principles, as they will be given uh, to people generally. But we know, of course, Hermes is actually Tahuti or Jehudi um, and ends up becoming Thoth. Um, and Hermes Blyspeth uh, or Hermes Trismegiscus. Gender. All things operate based on a masculine and feminine principle. Whether you're looking at things within nature, those polarities always exist. Um, even when you're looking at what is static and electric, that's a description of masculine Um, and and feminine energy. What has happened is that through our debasement of the masculine, uh, more directly the feminine aspect of gender, that there has been a spiritual fall um, that is coded all throughout The biblical text and because these things are held secret in the archaic most people are not or do not have the ability to tap in and know exactly how to raise themselves up to a divine nature because masculine and feminine energy is within the human species uh, separate in gender And separate in physical form Although Both sexes As they refer to now Do both Have masculine and feminine energy Which if someone You know studies their chart They can see their makeup And where these things lie But through our debasement um, of the feminine, primarily. Spiritual fall has manifested into enmity between the sexes. So one of the things that happens now is that we think of sex, we think of a physical act, when in fact we should be thinking about creation. We should be thinking about divinity. Divinity. what we want to do today is set a proper standard for how these things should be looked at. And we're going to unravel and get into some of the ancient Akam and mysteries as they're presented in different schools of thought. And so if you have paper and pencil, please make sure to jot down everything that you don't understand um, Throughout the show, the lines will be open, you know, for whoever wants to press 1 to ask a question or to make a comment or give their own demonstration of knowledge of the subject matter. So whatever you don't understand, make sure that you take the time to look it up because this is going to do and bring an understanding um, to the true uniting of Asia what we're going to do first is get an understanding of what happens um, to your brain. And I want to set a foundation with the brain and what happens to the brain um, during sex or actually more specifically during orgasm. Because if you can understand that, and as you begin to understand that and continue um, understanding it, as we go into the other information, um, it will be a lot easier. And I'm going to read something to you from um, what's called Medical Daily. And you can find it at um, medicaldaily.com forward slash brain dash sex dash how dash brain dash functions dash during dash orgasm dash two seven four zero five two. And that's at medical dot com forward slash brain dash sex dash how dash brain dash function dash during orgasm dash two seven four zero five two. And we want to key in on some of the functions and what happens to the body. Because although this is presented in science, it actually has a tie uh, to the other information that will, that will come right after it. And we're going to start with where it says genitals communicate with the brain. It says during sex, our brain acts as a pleasure center to let us know what is enjoyable and what is not. The different nerves in the genitalia communicate with the brain about the sensation experience. This can help explain why sensations can be perceived differently depending on what part of your body the person is being touched. A French study found that women experience two different kinds of orgasms, clitoral and vaginal, that differ in blood flow and sensations. These orgasms also contain a different set of nerves. The clitoris, which extends along both sides of the vulva, underlying the labia minora, is a reptile with arousal, as it has more than 8,000 nerve endings. For men and women, there are four types of nerves responsible for sending information to the brain during orgasm. The The hypogastric nerve transmits signals from the uterus and the cervix in women and from the prostate in men. The pelvic nerve transmits signals from the vagina and the cervix in women and from the rectum in both sexes. The pudendal nerve transmits from the clitoris in women and from the scrotum and penis in men. The vagus nerve transmits from the cervix, uterus, and vagina in women. Neurochemicals give off the your fourth feeling. The cloud nine feeling reported by many during sex is linked to the nerves sent to the brain's pleasure center or reward center. The sexual arousal felt in the body floods the brain with a surge of neurochemicals, which are chemical messengers that forge emotions, feelings of attachment, and even love, according to psychology today. The level of pleasure is contingent on the release of these chemicals that can be used to measure the intensity of the climax. These areas of the brain impacted by sexual arousal include the amygdala, nucleus accumbens, ventral tegmental area, VTA, cerebellum, and the pituitary gland. Male and female brains, similar to being on herons, Although both sexes tend to engage in different behaviors during sex, the brains of men and women are not at all different. During an orgasm, the lateral or cortex, the brain region behind the left eye, shuts down during an orgasm. This region is considered to be the voice of reason and controls behavior. The brain of both men and women is said to look much like the brain of a person taking heroin during an orgasm. According to a study published in the Journal of Neuroscience, a difference between the two sexes lies in the periaqueductal grade, or the PAG, the part of the brain that is activated when a woman has sex. The PAG is not activated in men. When they reach an orgasm. Moreover, women will experience a decrease in the amygdala and hypocampus, which helps monitor fear and anxiety during an orgasm. Can't fake it till they make it. And in an MRI, women are notoriously known for faking orgasms out of pity for their partners, or to convince themselves the sex is good. But an MRI scan can show the truth. In an MRI scan, the brain is able to identify whether women are actually experiencing an orgasm. When the women are asked to fake an orgasm, their brain activity increased in the cerebellum and other areas related to movement control. But this brain activity was not seen during an actual orgasm. Overall, an orgasm is the body's physiological response to sexual stimulation and involves involuntary body movement and vocalization. This has a similar effect on the brain to that of an addictive substance such as heroin. Men and women tend to have similar brain activity during orgasm despite the different emotions and behaviors displayed by the genders. Okay, so that's one thing we'll start with. Now, the other thing is that we want to look at two areas. Well, we'll look at the amygdala. Now, from another scientific journal, we want to get an understanding of the amygdala and the amygdala uh, doing during sex. Now, the amygdala, prior to physical stimulation, comes sexual desire, largely mediated by emotion through the limbic system. Activation of the amygdala can trigger penile erection, sexual feelings, sensations of extreme pleasure, memories of sexual intercourse, as well as ovulation, uterine contractions, and orgasm. The amygdala is sexually differentiated. Males, on average, have a 16% larger cortical medical, which medical area, which is the area responsible for steroid uptake, specifically the male and female sex hormone, testosterone, and estrogen. These are known to produce sex-specific behaviors. Males more than females were found to have a greater amygdala activation when presented with sexually pleasing visual stimuli. An increased density of Encohollin and opiate receptors can be also found in amygdala. When experiencing a craving for pleasure-inducing drugs, these receptors become active. This gives the amygdala an ability to to induce extreme feelings of pleasure as well as motivating pleasure-seeking behavior. Several case studies of subjects with lesions or tumors in areas proximal to the amygdala illustrated aggressive tendencies we got sexually preoccupied and experienced hyper religiosity thoughts similar to covert syndrome. The amygdala projects three projects through three pathways to many areas of the brain. The Straya terminals, the Amy the fo, the fo- the fo- the lofago pathway and the anterior commissure. Pathways influence hormonal and somatomotor aspects of the behavior and also emotional states. There is also increasing evidence that the central nucleus of the amygdala is responsible for hormone detection given a large number of olfactory projections. The amygdala the yeah, amygdala nofugal pathway connects the cortical nuclei of the amygdala with the thalamus, median hypothalamus, brainstem, and nuclear, I mean nucleus, atrophy. This pathway is thought to be responsible for pleasurable feelings. This terminals has projections to, from. A hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, and is thought to mediate threat monitoring and stress response. It is thought to be responsible for sympathetic nerve system activation. The anterior commissure serves to connect the left and right amygdala. In 1992, Allen and Gorski studied. It was thought to correlate to central orientation. Of an individual, as it was postulated that male homosexuals had an interior commissure more similar to women's. However, this is yet to be adequately supported by evidence. The amygdala, the amygdala, should be understood to be a pleasure state. in one of its functions. And the function um, as a pleasure center, it determines um, or has a play in sexual arousal, both for male and females. It has a a, uh, determinant factor in um, whether estrogen or testosterone is... um, sent out via what the sexes would need. Because of this pleasure center activation, during sexual arousal and specifically orgasm, a heroin like state is induced. And I want you all to re- remember that heroin like state, because it becomes very important to understand that as we get into the other more more complicated and esoteric information as what is being said to you in many of the secret of cam your secret text. The masculine and feminine energy is represented and presented to you in different ways. But because of the spiritual fall, the information has been hidden and because of your translations of the ancient text into an ascetic language, the meaning, the esoteric meaning of the text can no longer be deciphered. And because his meaning can no longer be deciphered by the unknowing, most people read right past what is actually being said. And so when we're reading the Vedic text or we're reading the Bibliothelial text, the Bible, the Sun Papers or the Quran, the Sun Reader. When we're reading these texts, the information is presented. It was understood in ancient civilizations by ancient initiates, and and those in ancient civilizations where the knowledge was deciphered. That the tantric teachings were the highest teachings of esoteric knowledge on the planet. It was this knowledge that was considered the most sacred of sacred, the knowledge of good and evil, the knowledge of good and bad. And so with this information being stored in in these books, Where the translations, the original translation is no longer used, the information is no longer cast to the regular people. So if you're not an initiate, whether it's in your your Rosicrucian um, societies, your Masonic societies, where you have to be in extremely high degrees to get this information, that's going to be given to you today. If you're not there, then you don't get it. The two snakes represent masculine and feminine energy. You have the spine. Which, which is represents the thirty three vertebrae. You have your side and Ida. Your side is the root foundation of the sexual organ, and Ida and Pendula. It is in Sanskrit. You have old and Obi of the Kabbalah, you have Adam and Eve of Esoteric Christianity. And these entities, whether you are speaking about Adam or Eve, Ode or Ob, Eda or Pendela, Yassad, these represent the two The two snakes always represent the masculine and feminine energy. You have the staff of Moses or Moses. The staff represented the 33 vertebrates but also the 33, life, 33 years of Jesus. The pendulum is masculine, and Eda is feminine. You have the two candlesticks, the two olive trees. All these are presented to you in the different schools of thought, and they all represent the same thing, sex. They all represent Divine sex And it's understanding But without the teacher To give the understanding Then the student The willful student Is left with less than even a fraction Of the information needed To will their life In Genesis 3, 3, 4, and 5 I'm going to turn there It says "At this, the serpent said to the woman You positively Will not die God knows that in the very day of your eating From it, your eyes are bound To be open, or you are bound to be Like God, knowing good and bad In the story Of the Garden of Eden Adonai and Eve were told that they could eat from the tree of life. But it was of the tree of knowledge and good and bad that they were not supposed to eat. Because in the very eating of it, they would become like God having the knowledge of good and bad. The tree of life was a representation, spiritual connection to the creator. The tree of life is the same tree of life that is found within the body. And it is the very foundation Of the soul. The tree of life is a representation of the soul. The knowledge that was able to be had by who is given to you as Adam and Eve was of the soul knowledge. But this is existence of vibrating on the fourth dimension. So when the sun papers are speaking to you about the tree of life, it's speaking about Adam or Adonai and Eve still being a part of the fourth dimension. But it is the tree of the knowledge Of good and bad that they were supposed to stay away from. Now, whenever in the beginning the word no, when presented to you in the Sun Papers, the word no or knowledge is usually tied. To sexual energy So you will see That in the sun papers Adam is said To know Eve And they bore a son You hear that in one of the scriptures It says that uh, The man does not know The woman And so the word no in these scriptures is tied to sexual energy and intimacy in the mundane. Under its original development, as presented in the Sun Papers and understood in your different schools of thought the angel or angel gabriel gabriel and the angels or angels that work along with gabriel spiritual beings through the rituals of creation it was understood that it did it was not necessary to steal or ejaculate or reach orgasm, orgasm to conceive. And so, Gabriel is the one presented to you in the Sun Papers and the Sun Reader as the one always delivering the news of the coming child. He was considered the sex instructor. He was understood to be the angel or the angel who guided the sperm and caused the sperm and the egg to unite at the proper time. Now this tradition of instruction with a couple is said to go off is said to go off to be instructed by Gabriel literally becomes what you today call the honeymoon. And so today Couples go off on the honeymoon, which is a ritual that is secretly encoded in the sun papers. And it was under this tutelage of Gabrielle that the experience stayed sacred spillage or use of the sexual energy was monitored. One second here. Now, when the serpent is presented to Eve, in Genesis 3, 4 and 5, remember that the serpent says, positively will not die. For God knows that in the very day of you eating, your eyes will be bound to be open and you are bound to be like God, knowing good and bad. Symbolically, the eating of the forbidden fruit deals with the ritual of procreating without the tutelage or the guidance of Gabrielle which leads or led to the knowledge of the orgasm. And this knowledge of the orgasm is what is meant by in certain degrees the knowledge of good and bad. The sexual act. You have the union of the masculine and feminine energy. Man In this act Is the masculine active force The masculine reflection Of God the father Woman Is the feminine The feminine active force Or reflection Of God the mother The sex Brings them together When the two come together they produce one. When the two come together, they produce one. And this is given to you as your trinity, whether you're speaking of Christianity, where you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and your Jewish understanding, you have Kethar, Chakma, and Bina. In Hindu, you have Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. In your in Hukupta, modern Egypt, you have Sar, Set, and Haru. The two become one. The masculine and feminine principle, once united, produces one. Now, this knowledge of the orgasm without the tutelage of Gabrielle produced the fall. Produce the fall And that's going to be presented to you In the arcane mysteries of Gemini In the arcane mysteries of Gemini You're going to see Or read About The fall Now Shiva And Shakti Are going to deal with the lingual yoni. Now your sexual energy is fire, water, and light. Again, we're speaking trinity. Mercury. Mercury symbolizes sexual energy. Gemini ruled by Mercury within your understanding of Gemini. Gemini itself represents the union of the masculine and feminine principles. It represents the union of it. It represents the ultimate display of true divinity. In your Vedic text, the representation of Gemini is going to show them fully embraced, not separate. They're hugging, showing the union of the masculine and feminine energy. Baptism in itself symbolizes the transmigration of the sexual energy. It symbolizes the taking a hold of sexual energy. And this is where you're also getting the Lingam Yoni and its representations. This is where you also get the symbolism of what a fountain is, and we'll get into that a little bit. It is understood in many of your um, different schools of thought. That orgasm eliminates or spills out the vital energy. It eliminates the soul, as understood, especially in your Vedic and your Hindu schools of thought. the story of Adam and Eve deals with the abuse of the sexual energy. That is, again, the tree of knowledge of good and bad. The energy from orgasm is supposed to be used efficiently. It relates to your physical life also it relates to the seven superior senses it calls this the overuse of the orgasm is understood to cause the soul to atrophy the fluids of the orgasm, the waters, are said to fuel your inner senses. They are part of your life force. And so, when orgasm is used unnaturally, unnaturally, when sexuality is debased, debased to a non-spiritual act, then it is understood that the soul is atrophying and that you're giving your life force away and taking away your ability to connect with the divine. Now, this is symbolized in many of the stories, such as Snow White, when she is given the poisoned apple, and she is put into an unconscious eternal sleep. What this symbolizes is the sleep of the consciousness and the loss of knowledge of the higher realm. And the apple in Snow White goes back to the tree of knowledge of good and bad and the atrophy of the soul. By the misuse of the sexual energy, it introduced new knowledge to Adam and Eve new knowledge was introduced to them through this parable. That knowledge now becomes the knowledge of suffering, the knowledge of desire, the shame, pain, emptiness, desire itself leads to suffering. Desire itself leads all people to hell, if we understand what we're saying. Desire brings about shame, it brings about pain, it brings about emptiness. This is symbolized within the story of Adonai and Eve. with the knowledge of good and bad. Because now the desire comes to re-embracing over and over again this euphoric state that's activated by the misuse of sexual prowess that takes place in the amygdala. And even as we read in the Quran Of the Moor's Holy Temple of Science We read the exact same thing Where it explains that the carnal nature After coming down After coming down from the plane of soul Which is where Adam and Eve was where they still had the ability To eat from the tree of life which is the fourth dimension Which is represented by the plane of soul In the Quran of the More Sign- Holy Temple of Science That the Carnal nature Became wrapped in flesh Which is symbolizing The third dimension Which is why the Quran Says that The flesh became the foe I'm going to pause here Before I go any further And bring in the caller from Area code 347 Exchange is 443
2: Area code 347 Exchange
1: 443 Islam
2: Islam is peace What
1: else is Islam Yeah can you hear me okay
2: I think my headpiece is, is acting up. But yeah, this is Sharice Alcon from Northwest of Mexico, you know, uh, Bronx uh, territory. Um, like, it's a really good show so far, you know, touching on the energy and really what the energy is supposed to represent. You know, um, a lot of people don't really break it down as far as understanding how energy works, you know, so with the, 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 um, talking points that you're going through right now is really really imperative because um, for individuals who don't understand the balance that's necessary between the masculine and feminine energy, they never really get the full grasp of why the sexual experience, that union that occurs where you have not only the spiritual, uh, you know, the spiritual, the the ethereal aspect, but also the physical aspect connected on a uh, complete union uh with each other. I mean, it's like you won't be able to really tap into um a real orgasmic experience. You know, like a lot of people really just stay the base within their animalistic nature with goes which which is essentially the cardinal nature that uh you just referenced with the Quran. And then let's really go back and look beyond what modern day has allowed us to um you know, pollute our minds with which is basically, you know, just a material level of things. Like, for instance, when 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 a person, when two individuals do uh, have sexual intercourse, it should be, there should be an objective or some form of, um, like, a, a mental uh, similar level that's going on. You know what I mean? A lot of times people mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. off, you know, like they're off track, you know, one fantasizing about Denzel Washington while the other one fantasizing about Holly Stop. Berry. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like they're not focusing on each other. They're not working on their right. energy. They're not trying to feel out what their partner right. needs and, and and supply that and vice versa, you know? So, you know, everything that you're talking about right now is so imperative. It's so It plays such a crucial part. You have to understand what the energy is and why it's necessary to balance it. It takes a negative and a Indeed. positive to make a charge. You understand? So I just want to I just want to put my two cents family. Peace and love. Are you on the floor? Peace and
1: love. Islam. Appreciate that, sis. Appreciate that. Yeah. And that is very
2: yeah.
1: very true. Um and we're going to get into a lot of that. A lot of that, what it's supposed to look like. Um, as we come and bring this thing full circle. We're going to talk about and even open up the floor, even you know, and I'm hoping that people will um you know, dial in and ask questions and, and and give their demonstrations because we have to get to a point where we know what we're supposed to do um with this energy and how to um, you know get into get into one accord and with the understanding that with the misuse of these energies. You like we were saying, you get the shame, you get the emptiness. Now the abandonment of desire, and again, this is reiterated in the Quran. It's reiterated in the Quran of Mecca. It's inter- reiterated uh, in the uh, the Sun Sun papers or the Bible. It's reiterated in the Vedic text. All of the texts tell you. That it is the abandonment of desire that leads to the deathless state. You have to abandon desire to get back to your place, your meeting place with Allah. You have to abandon it. Desire produces the seven deadly sins lust, gluttony, hate, pride, greed. Envy, laziness. It is the void of the connection with the divine that causes man to create civilizations and to create religion through this debasement of the sexual energy. Now we produce debased things such as civilizations such as religion the word religion means a binding to bind the binding that's supposed to come is the binding with the creative principle not A bond or bind To the religion itself The story Is also given to you With the story of Samson The long hair In the story of Samson And long hair In ancient civilizations Denoted Sexual Purity Samson loses his power, which is symbolizes by the cutting of his hair, by Delilah, because he lost or lacked control of sexual desire. And this is why it is through meditation and prayer and the calling out back to the Creator powers were restored which is symbolized by him holding on to and pushing and taking control of the two pillars on the left and right masculine feminine energies and by taking control of them he crushed the society you have Mahabharata, and Pandu, which is another story given to you. Mahabharata is told to control his lust. You also have, let's see here, You have the symbol or the understanding of Satan or Satan, the serpent. The serpent represents the sexual fire. Now, the sexual fire can either create or destroy the temptation. I'm going to bring back in 347 in just a second. Let me finish this thought and i got it covered. The, the sexual fire, when misused, then generates into material pleasure and self-edification. Either you obey or you control the circuit you can either become intellectual animals or you can rise to the power of being a true human being. If you look at Vishnu, and Lakshmi, you'll see that in these stories, they always control the serpent. You have Moses. In the story of Moses Moses is told Control of his Staff His staff Represented his 33 vertebrae. His staff was represented And then pulled Out of The coronal nature And always Was in his hand which symbolized him controlling his carnal nature. The tree of life is represented by the story of the burning bush, which is the fire of creation. And it is by Moses taking control of his staff that he was able to activate the serpentine energy which was greater Than the so-called God of Egypt And in that story Egypt Represents Degenerated Mankind and, though, and that it was taking Control of Moses' animal Passions That he was able to defeat The lower nature of mankind I want to bring back in Three four seven exchange four four three
2: islam says islam Islam Sam. I just wanted to add a thought um that I forgot to state uh previously mm-hmm. um there was a you know you you speaking you speak of the um like the dual nature um in one aspect, but there's also another aspect um that people should uh focus on. Um, in regards to dealing with other individuals and their energy, um, you know, this, the like the the, when it comes to our nature, you know, our, our our divine and cardinal nature, it's like you can put it in terms of like the devil and the angel, right? Like you got the devil who who would represent the carnal that would want to uh dabble in their in pleasures. You know what I mean? And then you have the angel who is more so on the Buddha status. You know what I mean? Not necessarily needing anything or wanting anything, not desiring anything, but if they were to do the the mission of, of actually loving someone, um, you it would be in the context of what you would see with the with a uh matrimonial union. Right, where you're devoted to mm-hmm. the individual that you love and, and, and all of that. Um, when it comes to the energy, again, people I don't think really understand that when you are with your, with your, with a, your significant other, whomever it may be, how many it may be, um, you are taking on their energy. You are absorbing some of them and they are absorbing some of you. It is an actual union that is occurring. And, um, it's not something that most can easily get over, which is why you know it may take some people you know two days to get over somebody, and then the other individual it may take a whole year, you know, but at the end of the day it's it's the it's it's the impression that they that an individual's essence has actually placed upon their soul, like their divine soul you ha you don't only have a physical body that's being in um that that that's being in sync and in and and being um harmonized within that moment it's not just the physical it's also your astral it's your it's it's your mm-hmm. spiritual body that's also coming into a a union and um just because you walk away just because you sign a paper. It's not so. It's not that easy, you know what I mean. So there mm-hmm. really is a purge mm-hmm. that should be taking place as you are, you know, motioning from individual to individual to state that mm-hmm. on the record as well, family. That's all. Um, I give it up. It's love.
0: It's uh, Peace. Indeed.
1: So in the the stories, uh, you have Moses. Now, a lot of, again, your stories in the Bibliothelial text are coded because they're taken out of the ancient languages. In the beginning of the Bible, it says, and and God said. In the Hebrew text, the word God is Elohim. The word el is the feminine principle and is expressed through the word Eloah. You have the Elohim which is the combination of masculine and feminine principles. Even the word Jehovah which is broken down And to Yid HaVoha Is the combination Of two masculine And two feminine Yahweh Is the same As far as Dealing with masculine And feminine principles Each of them Represent a number Or have a number That correlates which we'll also we'll get into. But Moses is broken down to Mim, Shem, and hay. Mim means water. Shem is fire, and Hay is womb. And so Moses itself means born of fire and water, dealing with the masculine and feminine. Principles You're also going to be given the story Through Quetzalcoatl Who is the Aztec Symbolism Of the Christ or the serpent Or the energy You have again in Moses You have the burning bush Representing also being born again You have the Paz Mahabhar And to The Tibetan mythology Which means lotus born And so you're giving these stories All over the earth Dealing with the symbolism Of the serpent Even in the understanding Of Israel You have Is Which is going to Um, Deal with Who the Greeks called Isis Who was really set Ra Is going to deal With the personification Of the sun And then you have Eel, Which is going to take you back To the Elohim And the symbolisms Story and the persecutions And the things that Israel went through Had to do with One's own inner Inner divinity Being trapped Understanding the sex Can create or destroy When two people And this is what the Sifts Was going into When two people come together, their vibrations are raised. And they now have the ability to create. But they also have the ability to destroy. They have the ability to create or destroy the shin. which represents the three points or three forces. The point is to conquer the shin or conquer the serpent. In the religious text, it speaks about chastity. Chastity is related to to the release of the orgasm is not related to sexual contact. It's related to the orgasm. Now we're going to read or I'm going to read to you John 3, 3 through 6. It said, in answer, Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, unless anyone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter into the womb of his mother a second time, and he be born, can he? Jesus answered, Most truly I say to you, unless anyone is born from water and spirit, He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The watchers that are denoted here are spoken of in dealing with the waters of life. The birth, or you can give birth, or whenever Jesus is speaking of the soul, he's speaking of one giving birth internally to their own soul, that the soul itself must be born of water and spirit, waters of sex and fire of the spirit. And that is speaking of the uniting of the masculine and feminine principle. And we'll see it at John four sixteen. Where it's reiterated again He said to her Go call your husband And come to this place Or actually let me go back up Uh, In 12 It says you are not greater Than our forefather Jacob I'll just go to 13 In answer Jesus said to her Everyone drinking from this water Will get thirsty again Whoever drinks from the water That I will give him Will never get thirsty at all But the waters that I have will give him Will become in him A fountain of water Bubbling up to import everlasting life The woman said to him Sir give me this water So that I may neither thirst Nor keep coming over to this place To draw water He said to her Go call your husband And come to this place In answer the woman said I do not have a husband Jesus said to her you said, well, a husband I do not have, for you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. This you have said truthfully. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our forefathers worshiped in this mountain, but you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where persons ought to worship. We're properly understood in one degree Jesus is speaking when he's speaking of the woman having multiple husbands. He's he's actually speaking of the woman having orgasms with multiple men. You have to understand in its degree chastity relates to orgasm, not sex. And when he is speaking of taking the watchers and never being thirsty again, he's speaking of the watchers that are dealing with the conquering and taking a hold of the orgasmic forces, speaking about alchemy. The alchemy that is developed between male and female Husband and wife Based on chastity And these are Again the mysteries Of the ark. You will also find That Jesus himself Supported this with his own life Although many Of these teachings Were taken out of the Bible And you'll see In the Gospel of Philip it brings forth the story of Mary Magdalene and how Jesus was affectionate towards Mary Magdalene. The story is preserved, although the book of Philip and other books are taken out by the presentation of Jesus attending many marriage ceremonies, turning water into wine, which is speaking about or dealing with Alchemy Christ with his wife, his mistress, ignited the internal fire. And the Savior itself is this Christic fire. Now you have the word Adam. Which is Iod, Eve Which is hava Joined together They produce shim Which is fire Yeshua Means savior Christ Comes from the word chrysos Which again Means fire And this is speaking of the union Adam, Eve Produced fire shimmer. The kundalini Which is also understood To be the krisos energy Is known as the serpentine energy Is known as The fire energy It's understood that it has The same resonance And can produce the same temperature Based in correspondence As Ra. In Matthew uh was it five, twenty and uh forty eight, which I will read. It says, For I say to you that if your righteousness does not abound more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of the universe. In verse 48, you must accordingly be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And we'll correlate that with Revelation 7.4. Well, you'll read it says, And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, Sealed out of every tribe of the sons of Israel Israel. Now you have the hundred and forty-four thousand, and it's speaking about purity and being more pure than the Pharisees. So if you go back to the word, which when broken down produces MDA a mem. And that produces the numbers one, four, and forty. And that's dealing with the innocence of Adam. You'll see that the one four four produces the number nine, which is Yasai, which is sexual energy. The fire of the sexual energy. Again, it can create or destroy. If it is not used to create, it becomes expressed by depraved acts. You'll see this represented with the Ark of Noah. The story deals with attempting to serve two masters. You'll also see that as the sixth part of the terror, terror deck. And the people in the story of Noah, the water represents the sexual energy, and that they were drowning in the sexual energy. Now you have the different Tara teachings. We're going to have black, white, and gray tantra. Now black tantra is considered tantra that is taught about lust and the orgasm, and about self-identification, meaning that they in, in black tantra they teach lust after the orgasm and misappropriate the sexual experience. In what they'll call gray tantra, because the occasional orgasm. And in white tantra, they speak of eliminating desire to renounce the orgasm, which is and they say that that is the road back to Eden. They speak of the fact that man or mankind re enters Eden through sexuality. And there are dual meanings to that the road back to Eden is through sexuality. Now I want you to couple that, even though we won't get into it, with the fact that most of your Albion men, when they connect with the morbidus, it's usually one that looks a certain way, and has a certain type of spiritual nature in a lot of the occasions, because the road back to Eden is through sexuality. time we got here. Okay, we're still good. Now, in Numbers twenty-one eight through nine, so I turn to Numbers here. Verse 21. It says, then Jehovah said to Moses, make for yourself a fiery snake and place it upon a signal pole, and it must occur that when anyone has bitten, he then has to look at it, and he must keep alive, and so must keep alive. Moses once made a serpent of copper and placed upon the, the signal pole, and it did occur that if a serpent had bitten a man and he dazed at the copper serpent, he then kept alive. The bronze serpent pole. Bronze is a metal produced by copper and tin. In this story, copper of course, is rule or planetary chemical of Venus, which is feminine. And tin represents Jupiter, which is the masculine. And this is how bronze is created. And the uniting of copper and tin then produces brass, which represents purity. Now, this is representing the alchemy Or the, excuse me, the chemistry of God, which is the lead of the ego into spiritual gold of the creator. Now, when you get into the sexual organs, as they'll be presented in in certain aspects, You have the gonads or the scrotums. They're governed by Uranus, which is the planet of Aquarius, water. Uranus, there is a divine king from Atlantis. Uranus represents fire and water. It is the first solar cult, solar cult of the Androgyny, of the Isle. It also is represented in the astrological Chaldean. You also see Uranus is Asura Mayan, was the first Atlantean and is the first revealer of the sexual mysteries. And so this is telling you about the alchemy that takes place within the body and that what it's supposed to be used for. Now, you have the different... um, Vedic personifications. You have Mithuna, which means pair forming, pair which corporation, um, which will produce Gemini again in your Vedic astrology. Mithuna represents Gemini. And if you look, you will see that they are hugging. You have Mithuranian, which means to unite sexually. And you have Mithunai, which means to become paired. And these are all going to be dealing with your tantric teachings. Now, with this uniting that takes place, with the understanding of what is supposed to be going on, and the debasement that is taking place on um, the lower nature experience that we have. What our mission has to be if we are going to get back to um, being one with Allah, the sexual energy and the sexual forces that we have must be brought out of a lower-natured realm. They must be. Understanding the correlation with the tree of knowledge of good and bad and the misuse and misappropriation of the sexual energies, then it should be imperative and easily understood to everyone that the uniting and the pairing of a couple is supposed to be first and foremost a spiritual event. And that the two people being on one accord, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, have to be the primary mode of operation. We started off with understanding what happens in the amygdala and the effect that orgasm has, the effect that ejaculation has. And with the understanding of what takes place al- alchemically in the, bi- in the body, we need to focus on that heroin. Like state. In ancient societies, in our ancient societies that existed all over the world, you had cults or cultures, cult means culture, that produced beings who could literally sexually heal those within the same tribe. You had sexual demonstrations that took place to manifest things from the fourth and fifth dimension into the third dimension. This was the sexual alchemy. It was not debased into just being pleasure which is what the experience is today. In Gemini, you have the representation and the presentation of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. If you're charting the journey of the soul into being wrapped in the flesh Through that study you will find out That it was the separation Of the masculine and feminine That has caused The, the deprivated state That exists today It's the relegation of the divine feminine aspect that is one of the foremost issues. So, the sexual act itself is a representation of the Mercuryan nature as understood through the experience of Gemini and should be looked at each and every time as a coming together to create. The principle or the pleasure of the event has to be willfully put into its perspective. Because with the over Of the life force energy Every time That you start to Engage in the Sex and sexual activity If you will It is similar to Rubbing a genie's lamp As you begin To rub the genie's lamp Then the portal for the genie Begins to awaken Portal for the genie awakens This is where you get Your wish is my command But in that sense We're dealing with The creative principle Of the masculine and feminine energy This is also going to be why The initiated priesthood Understand that When you look at Whether it's the or netter when you look at the glyphs um, um, in the ancient uh, Mexicans or Americas, or all around the world, when you look at the glyphs, the carvings, it generally is hard to decipher male from female. And people will normally look over that But the decipherment of male and female is difficult because it's encoded in understanding the unification of the Mercurian nature, the balancing of the scales or the androgynous nature of the individuals. There was through the spiritual nature that hadn't yet completely fallen into the basement. And so each and every time that we have the ability to come together and unite, the spiritual aspect has to be what is kept in the forefront of the issue. We have to get to a point where we're thinking, what are we creating? There were times in ancient societies that well-developed spiritual individuals may literally come together to create sexually. Literally could come together to create sexually. Understanding sexual alchemy. But this would be well-developed spiritual people. Again, going back to the fact that you had people who were responsible in some of the tribes For the practice of sexual healing So if an individual Suffered from certain ailments Because of the The vaginal canal And the shaft of the phallus Connecting organs That they were spiritual beings within the tribes who knew how to tap into those organs to ignite the healing process in the individual. And so they would perform sexual rituals for what, however long it was necessary for that particular ailment to ignite the healing process. These people would literally not be unioned or as far as uh, through to. Mundane matrimony But they would be union Physical matrimony For a greater purpose This also Brings back the understanding of Opening And being able to open The different portals For certain purposes Through sexual alchemy each time a male and female Connect sexually When you are rubbing That genie's limb As understood As the portal opens, You have seeds That manifest And so as the sperm Is created And the amygdala Runs down the 33 vertebrae Of the man His intention Is implanted in that sperm In ancient societies And even in your different Cults today The sperm did not have to be Ejaculated Into the woman To tap into that nature You hear about people Getting pregnant without orgasm All the time You hear about a man having what they would term precum. That can also get uh, a woman pregnant. But in many cults, they will teach how to uh, ejaculate a man to ejaculate within himself. That there is a section in between the anal cavity and the scrotum that as a man begins to reach his climax, if pressed with the right amount of pressure, will stop sperm from exiting the phallus. And we reroute the sperm back into the body where that energy can then be used to propel his own spirituality and raise his vibration. At the same time, connecting with the waters of the woman and opening up her spiritual vortex. And so both individuals at at the same time and at the same point can tap into these um, vortexes that open up and use it to create. As a man or a woman ejaculates the fluids too much, and has long been understood, as we've discussed, is not properly done spiritually, it stops a person from connecting back to the source because you're releasing too much vital energy. Anytime that your adrenaline, your adrenaline is also a part of your kundalini. So what we understand to be adrenaline is parts of your vital force, your vital force being your kundalini energy, that is your vital force. That is like the red hot piece of charcoal that is the battery for, for everything. And adrenaline is just little bitty pieces or, or secretions of that kundalini energy. Kundalini energy will secrete just as much as needed for that Situation, For instance, if you find yourself in a very dangerous situation, you may find yourself running faster than you've ever ran before. You may find yourself being able to jump higher than you've ever jumped before because the body, the, the kundalini energy itself will secrete what it needs. You'll find or hear stories. Of mothers raising up cars Off of their children Or people doing these outstanding feats And they'll say Oh the adrenaline was, was Released And they got Superhuman strength That is Based on the kundalini Energy Secreting what they call Adrenaline And if we And as we learn continue to learn How to use this energy Then those same feats Are able to be done Literally Without us Having to be um, In dangerous situations We can use The same life force On a daily basis To do the things that we need Or to call things into existence as we need them. So with that, we're going to end the show today. Uh, We'll be back on next Monday where we'll be dealing with fatherhood and the importance from an ancient historical perspective And from a modern perspective of fathers connecting and being able to understand um, children and what role does a father play in the life of their children. That will be what we will get into next week. Um, So with that, remember that the class is this Thursday. You want to go to... Um, more book at activemores.com, uh to register on there. Uh, the class is Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you can see it on Moab M-O-A-B Bay B-E-Y on YouTube. If you go to Moab Bay on YouTube, you can subscribe to the channel and it will also give you notifications. Um and it's at seven PM and that's going to do it for her. actually let me bring in this caller. Uh nine seven oh two one eight. Area code nine seven oh exchanges two one eight Islam.
3: Islam Grand Chief, can you hear me?
1: Yes, yes, I can hear you. How you doing, sis?
3: I'm doing well. This is T R E L Day. Very and How are uh, you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. You know, I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate your blog talks and okay. especially you're welcome, especially this one, and I want to uh just put out there that uh um some know that I am with um someone outside of our nation. Uh Um, that is, I guess, they would consider Albion. Uh And I just want to say, I want to add on to um, the spiritual aspect of um, connecting with um, your significant others. And um, the reason and the way in which I connected with mine is um, through my uh, energetic work. Um, I used to um I went to classes for um aura cleansing and past life reading, etc. It, although it's been a little while since I've done it. Um I I met my one, my spirit guide, one of my spirit guides. And he goes by Aman, which I'm coming to realize um throughout my time uh learning myself is uh raw. And mm-hmm. uh I have come to realize that he brought him to me. He brought my significant other to me. We -hmm. connected through my spirit guide.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And um, with that, regardless of what anyone says or what what anyone thinks about our union, I am going to trust that my spirit guide has my best interests and anyone else's best interest that um, in 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 which whose lives I touch and I have touched, best interest in mind.
1: Hmm. Do, um, do you mind if I say something about that right quick? Sure. Okay. So um, I want to, want to deal with you know certain levels of understanding that uh, people do or do not have. Um, there's a couple of a couple of different things that, when we're speaking about unions, that we have to have to know about. When very rarely, okay, very very rarely, um, do people come back with um, what we'll call as like soul nature or united souls um, who are already paired to exist in the mundane on this plane that they're in right now. Um, but that does exist. Now, we don't always know um, people manifest. We, you know, some, most people you know have no idea how to even find out. I always tell everyone if you want to know who someone is in your life, all you gotta do is simply look at your charts, and then your mm-hmm. charts will tell you who you are to each other. It's not that you know you just have to get with someone who can actually read it, and then they'll you know tell it. Mm-hmm. Many people have many opinions, but they're just opinions. And if someone doesn't know someone's journey, then I always tell them that you know, they shut up. You don't know someone's journey. You don't know how something happened. And why are you speaking? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's you know, it's like looking at a homeless man and saying, you know, he ain't got no business being homeless. You don't know how he got homeless. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. a person walking down the street with my mom, and when this is when I was younger, and I've never forgot the story. She, we're, we're navigating, this guy's walking and he's walking erratically and you can tell that he's on drugs. You can tell he's really out, he's out there pretty bad. So my mom, she's like, tells me and my sister, I have a, you know, I have a twin sister, and she says, you know, I went to school with him. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, we was at a party and someone put drugs in his drink at a party. And the drugs made him go crazy. And yeah. the the people who look at him see just someone who's on drugs. But the person who knows the story doesn't judge him because they know that his story is a little bit different than that. Right. And right. so we have to get to a point where we understand that, and I'm specifically speaking, of, you know, of your situation, because I've seen a lot of the nonsense. I just don't. I don't speak on much, as everyone knows, because I don't really have time to get in, in, into the melee with these folks. But you see a lot of, of people who, you know, have a lot to say, but they have little knowledge of situations. And what we have to do is be better prepared than that in in, in our understandings and our life period. Um, from everything I've ever seen, you know, about your situation, and from what I heard, um, wasn't your um, your wasn't your mate. The one who introduced you to us uh, a lot of the the knowledge about your nationality or something like that, or do I have that wrong?
3: <laughs> well, yes, actually he um, uh, as some of as some people know, um he is uh, um, he belongs to the Polish nation, and he is uh, he's very strong in his own um, nationality and things, and it got me to to um, i've I've been interested in history and i wanted to learn um who i was and how 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 we connected and where our paths crossed um um historically um but also you know he has um he has some di- different aspects to him as well um um from an aesthetic standpoint i i strongly believe he um he used to be a samurai um, um, way back um, in in one of his pasts, and I feel that we have also been connected in some way or another as warriors, um, etc. Um, but also, he, he um, is very into hip hop. Um, he makes music. Um, he is a b boy, um, etc. And so, um, just 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 knowing who he is and how I'm attracted to him um, is it, the thing. The, the things that attracts me to him are very similar to to what I'm into and um, my culture and things and just just him being who he is it just brought um me to um my my moorish heritage
0: mm-hmm. you
3: know, and for that you know even for that that i'm i'm in, i'm grateful for him for for that alone you know mhm and so and they,
1: and so, so,
3: and then also just going back to the going back to um, um, my my energy being red and uh, me asking my guides about who and what because and, you know when you when you get into that kind of thing you want to know who you're gonna be with and you know when does your love come in and things like that and um, he he showed me in his own in, in uh, uh, my spirit guide showed me in his own way and you know I had to figure out the rest so. Mm-hmm. Here we are.
1: Well, yeah, I mean so again, for me, um, you know, I'm a little different. I don't have I don't have an opinion. You know. Um just don't have opinions in that way, you know, and, and you know, I have my own thoughts about stuff, but I don't get into uh necessarily when I haven't been there from the beginning of the story to tell someone what they should and shouldn't do and I always pose the question. You know, what What would a person do? It's, it's always easy to say you would do something when you're not in a situation. That's, right. that's always easy, you know what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah.
1: um, you, you know, I encourage you to keep doing, you know, keep doing you. you know? I, I am, and, um, I am. You, you know, a lot of people are ignorant of a lot of things, and, and usually um, the most ignorant people have the most to say.
3: Mhm. Mhm. And I keep that I keep that in mind for sure. I'm I'm definitely an open open-minded person um as, as 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 far as um how people are feeling and and what's on their minds and I'm just a nurturing type of person anyway. Um so I will. Yes, I will continue to be who I am and um, I'll continue to love who I, who I love. And it'll be a learning experience for all of us.
1: Uh, I appreciate the call answers. I appreciate
3: it. I appreciate you you too Greg peace, right,
1: and peace and love love So we're going to close out um, the show, and again, we'll be back on next week at the same time. Um, I appreciate you all joining uh, peace and love.